Hey, welcome to the Rest is Best podcast brought to you by Healthy and Sleep. My name is Laura, mother of one and certified pediatric sleep consultant with a focus on quick step-by-step actions and advice that you can listen to on the 10-minute walk to the coffee shop. You'll come away from these bite-sized episodes feeling more equipped and ready to get you and your baby a little more rest. Finishing these episodes wanting more amazing sleep advice? Download my free 22-page guide all about naps now at www.healthyandsleep.uk. Let's get into today's bite-sized episode. Hello, welcome to this bite-sized episode um, of the Rest is Best podcast. Also, is it bite-sized or bite-sized? I keep thinking this, but it's too late now because I've done all the artwork, so bite-sized it is. Um, I hope you've all had a lovely week and had a chance to listen to my last bite-sized episode, um, which was all about introducing a comforter to your baby. Um, Had loads of questions on the Instagram post. Um, But yeah, hopefully you enjoyed it. And if that's something that you want to do to help your baby settle, then now you know how to do it. Um, The hot topic at the moment uh, from the Instagram Q&As that I've been doing is all about nap transitions. So I thought I would talk very generally about nap transitions. Um... I've gone into detail into pretty much all of them on my Instagram. So if you are kind of wondering how to drop from three naps to two, two naps to one, one nap to none, RIP the nap, um, then go and check out my Instagram because there's loads of content on there um, discussing when and how and what that looks like. So firstly, let's talk about the number of naps that your child needs and what it's determined by. So there's four factors. The first factor is the time that they wake up in the morning. Uh, The second factor is the length of each nap. The third factor is the maximum awake time between each nap. And then the fourth factor is bedtime. So amongst those four things, you will have either gotten into just a daily routine by chance, maybe, if you've got a younger baby, or maybe you have been kind of pretty strict with your, um, with following your baby's awake windows and um, wake up time and bedtime, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There's no right or wrong; it's a personal preference. Um, but those four factors will determine what your child's day looks like when it comes to sleep. So let's talk about when is the appropriate time to kind of drop these naps. Now, a few factors go into this. Your baby's age is a huge one um, because there is a, a window where the majority of babies all drop their naps around this time. And that is because they are able to and need to stay awake for longer between naps. And that is a developmental thing. Um, As they grow older, they can stay awake for a longer time. And that just means that you've got less time for naps. So you may be on four naps or three naps at the moment and your baby actually isn't ready to go to sleep when you're trying to put them down. And that's because they're at an age where they need more awake time. 
So when you add on that extra awake time in between each nap, you might be getting towards the end of the day and really struggling to fit in that third or fourth nap. That is a good indication that it is time to drop it. Um, The other factor into play that comes into play is your baby's naps lengthening, which tends to happen from around six months. So from around six months, um, and I'm talking um, just babies in general, not whether they're sleeping independently or not, but you can start to see some longer naps happening. Um, If your baby isn't napping for longer and you would like them to, that is where teaching those independent sleep skills will allow them to connect sleep cycles during the day. Um, And that's when you see those kind of one and a half to two and a half hour naps. Um, But yeah, if once those naps are getting longer, again, it becomes really hard to fit them all in. And so that is a good time to drop one of those naps. Now, if you're going from three naps to two naps, we are going to be dropping the last nap of the day. And you can start by reducing that to a 15 minute power nap then a 10-minute bridging nap as you make the transition. This one's typically the easiest one, takes a couple of weeks. Um, And then you will want to push your morning nap and your afternoon nap a little further on into the day to kind of space out the awake time a bit more evenly. And as I say, with all nap transitions, you might want to opt for a slightly earlier bedtime if you find that your little one's getting really grouchy in that last awake window. I'm taking a nap. You want to take a nap? I'm taking a nap here. Okay, take a nap right there then. Good night. Good night. Some other signs um, or factors to consider Uh, when looking at whether your baby is ready to drop a nap is if you're seeing some behaviors around sleep that have kind of come out of the blue and you think that they're related to the amount of sleep they're getting in a 24-hour period. So for example, if your little one has just started waking early, and when I say early, I mean kind of 4, 5 a.m. out of nowhere, and that kind of continues If your little one is kind of having some bedtime battles, all of a sudden they don't want to go down or they don't seem tired or they're taking a long time to fall asleep. Um, Nap refusal is another one. Like they're just flat out, I do not want to go to sleep now. Um, And you're thinking it's because actually they're genuinely not tired. Um, Those are the kind of three behavior changes that I would see if your baby um, was kind of falling into the other categories around their age, um, the length of their naps and their awake time. These are the other three things that I would often see that indicate it is time to drop a nap. When you are looking to drop a nap, whether it's three to four, uh, sorry, four to three naps, three to two, two to one, whatever it is, you have to think about your baby's sleep being spaced out evenly across the day. So you can't just drop one nap and not move the timings of the other two naps. Otherwise, you'll end up with a bottleneck of sleep at the beginning of the day and then this huge gap at the end of the day where baby can get overtired and grumpy and um, it just doesn't end nicely. So think about... um, 
you know, even as you reduce a nap to get rid of it, you still want to be spacing out the other naps in the day. Um, A great example of this is when you're dropping from two naps to one. So generally, the first nap of the day is usually around an hour or an hour and a half up until about 12 months. And then often there'll be another afternoon nap, say around 2 p.m. or 1.30, which could be another hour, hour and a half, or even maybe two hours. When it's time to drop that morning nap, you need to start by reducing it first. But as you reduce it, you need to bring that afternoon nap backwards, closer and closer to 12 o'clock or 12.30. And the reason for that is when your baby is having a shorter nap, say you've reduced that morning nap to 30 minutes or 15 minutes, they're not filling up their sleep cup enough to get them to a huge awake window um, into the afternoon. So you have to kind of compensate for that. I actually get that question a lot. If my baby's had a super short nap, should I bring the next nap forward? Um, generally, yes, you should consider bringing the next nap forward a little bit to compensate um, because they just haven't had enough sleep to kind of fill up their sleep cup. Um, but I am also aware that sometimes this can throw the day out massively. So you don't want to get into a cycle where you're constantly bringing the next nap forward and then you're having to bring bedtime forward and then you're bringing awake up time forward and um, all of a sudden your days have gone from, you know, 6.30 a.m. starts and 7 p.m. bedtimes to 6, a- 6 p.m. bedtimes and 5 a.m. starts. That's the last thing we want to do. So just be mindful of not doing that all of the time and really tuning in to your little one and their sleep cues. And, and uh, a lot of studies have come out recently that prove that napping is good for your health. They say morning naps boost creativity, afternoon naps make you feel better physically, and uh, evening naps help you get out of doing the dishes after dinner. So... <laughs> Now, a couple of last things before we wrap up on nap transitions. When it comes to your baby's awake time, this is something that we need to be proactively um, stretching out, I guess, for lack of a better phrase, especially when they're younger. Um, So adding on 10 to 15 minutes of awake time onto those awake windows um, as they grow can be really beneficial Um, And this is because they just have to get used to staying awake for a little bit longer. This is why at first they can seem a bit grouchy or grumpy, especially if you've already dropped the nap and you are stretching that awake window. But just give it a couple of weeks and um, they will be used to staying awake for that longer period of time. The other thing I wanted to touch on with naps is just the general ages or average ages that I see uh, nap transitions typically happen. Um, So between three and five months, I typically see babies drop from four naps to three naps. Between seven and nine months, three naps to two naps. Between kind of 14 and 17 months, but some babies as early as 12 months. Um, 
will drop from two naps to one nap. And then the biggest variable age for nap dropping is the one to zero nap transition. I would say this can happen anytime from two and a half at the very earliest up until four and a half. Um, My auntie told me that my um, cousin napped literally until she started school and then they had to cut it um, and still slept overnight. So, you know, all kids are different, but definitely consider uh, two and a half as your minimum to start transitioning to no naps. And again, that is a really long transition. You would start off just by reducing the nap um, to an hour and you would need to do that for, you know, I mean, I've been doing that with Farley for six weeks now and I've got no intention of of going any less just yet. He definitely still needs that morning nap, uh, sorry, that one nap. So I would just do your one hour nap for as long as possible If they're just not falling asleep in that hour, then that is a great indication that that can transition to an hour of quiet time. And this is key for this nap transition. You must offer your child a space and a time to calm down and switch off. Otherwise, you will end up with those danger naps in the afternoon, hyperactivity, Um, so an hour of quiet time can look like just sitting in the cot, reading books, if they're still in their cot with the lights off. Um, it might, if they're out of the cot, it might just be sitting in bed with their toys, um, with very, very low light, maybe just their nightlight on, maybe some white noise or some really chilled out music, um, and a few books. If you want to sit in there with them, if you've got the, you know, time and the, ability to do that that can be um, a nice time to connect as well Um, but it doesn't include screens it doesn't include tv it doesn't include um, you know quiet play around you know in the kitchen or whatever it really is a time for them to just switch off um, and give their little brains a rest to, to help them through the day because imagine going from napping your whole life to literally not sleeping at all in the day. It's huge. It's a massive transition. And again, early bedtime for the win. Shyla, it's time to go to bed. Oh, one more minute. No, it's time to go to bed now. Oh, one more minute. Well, I hope you enjoyed the second bite-sized episode of the Rest is Best podcast. I'm really enjoying doing these little episodes you know, the whole two that I've done. Um, But I've had some great feedback. I would absolutely love if you could leave me a review and let me know what you think um, on your podcast platform, whichever one you use. It also helps other parents and families find my podcast. So essentially, the more ratings you have, uh, the more likely you are to show up when people search things like help my baby sleep and things like that so please jump on and give me a rating also if you are making nap transitions or um you know you're not quite sure what kind of schedule your little one should be on you can download my halcyon sleep schedules from four months to four years for $4.99 that is available at www.halcyonsleep.uk Um, And they can kind of keep you on track as your child grows and give you an indication of when their ideal nap and feeding times are. 
Have a wonderful few days. I will catch you on Friday with my interview um, with Georgie from the Tambourine Social, all about how we did sleep coaching with her almost two-year-old to get her from taking two hours to fall asleep with mum and dad by her side to sleeping through the night and falling asleep completely independently. And we did that in the space of a week. See you then.